Good morning. That was super responsive. I liked it. I don't normally expect that. But I'm in an expectant mood today. Anybody else? Are you expecting some things? What are you expecting for? Go ahead on a count of three. Just shout it out. What are you expecting for? One, two, three. Super Bowl? Really? Is that the shallow church I attend? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, you need to get ready today. Go ahead and, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make you work out just a little bit. I know the offering buckets are being passed, but that's okay. Everybody stand up on your feet. Okay, stand up on your feet for a second. Uh, you can go ahead and just put your hands out, uh, lift them to heaven. Because God's going to do something today, and I want you to receive of it. Okay, and maybe you're here, and you're like, yo, Zay, I don't lift my hands. Uh, just do it. I promise you, you'll receive from it. Okay, if you're not uncomfortable with it, just look at the person to your right and say, yo, I hate this right now. Go ahead, do it. It's okay. I'm down with that. It's, I'm, I'm okay with your uncomfort, okay? All right, just lift your hands up to him. Everybody's looking at me. We're all good. Okay, everybody? Now, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to tune into his face real quick, and I want you just to let him know, God, I am expecting something today. Go ahead and tell him that. Go ahead. Say, God, I'm expecting something today. Go ahead. Come on. Let him know that you are in expectant position today to receive everything that he has for you. Even if you're not comfortable right now with having your hands raised, God knows that out of your obedience, he is going to speak into your life. He's going to speak into your situation, and today, wherever you're at, God needs you to know that you are going to leave here different than the way you walked in here. Go ahead and sit down. Come on, give Jesus some praise. Oh, man, God's going to do something today. Here, here's the cool thing about the Heavenly Father, okay? Let me just give you a little backstory. story. Um, God was up in heaven, and he said, this isn't good enough, okay? So since it wasn't good enough, he created earth. That wasn't good enough. He had to put man on the earth. Once he put man on the earth, then he saw that he needed to make it better. How would he make it better? He would come down here in the human form and be a part of what was going on. Because he was a God that didn't just believe in being a part. He wanted to become Okay, so he wanted to become like us and in becoming like us, he showed that you can live on this earth and you can live pure. And when you struggle with purity, you can call on my name because I am just like you. Okay, he came down here in the human form. But here's the cool thing about God. He didn't just come here. But he came to grab a hold of and I'm just going to pick on my dad first, but he came to grab a hold of him. Go ahead and you just grab my hand. That's good. Okay, come on. Come with me. Okay, so he came and he, now listen, you're gripping a little hard. My word. I felt like I was in trouble. I just got flashbacks of when I was five. Okay, now, now this is what God does. He grabs the hand of us, okay? The Heavenly Father grabs the hand of us so that we can follow him. And then he's going to walk us because the Christian walk is a process, okay? Everything that we walk through is a process. Go ahead, Dad, just pick anybody you want to and grab their hand. I don't, I don't really care who. Okay, we're going. We got this. Okay, we got a... Listen, we got a golder in the house. We're going to have pure wells, okay? So here's the thing. We're walking through life. Go ahead, golder, at any moment. You can just grab a hand because I don't really care who you grab. Just grab somebody. And this is what the Heavenly Father does. You see, he links us together, and as we walk, it's not just about you anymore, but now he starts making what you're doing about the person. you got to grab somebody, Matt. Come on, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? Listen, Mike, this is not cool. I just called you Matt. It's Mike. Okay, come on. It's actually poof. It's okay. You got somebody? Okay, good. Why are we all men? Is there no women allowed? Really? Just Come on, man. God said man, and then he sent a better one, woman. Grab a woman. Just grab a lady. Anybody, just grab a lady. 
There you go. Come on. Let's just, we'll walk down here, okay? Now, this is the process of what happens, okay? This is the process. And you can grab another lady, Jennifer, because we're a little man strong, okay? Go ahead and grab another lady because men would not be who they are without the women that are in their life, right? Amen. Okay, all right, so this is the process, and you see, this is what happens, okay? This is what happens. We're going to go to the front. Oh, you, oh, look it. We're just keeping on. I like it. Women don't need to be told what to do. They do their own thing, all right? So we got this. We have, we, what we now have is we now have a train effect of God sending his son here on earth to make a difference. He grabbed the hand of those that were lost, and he said, hey, come follow me, good and faithful servant, and I promise you I'm going to multiply. Stop. I'm going to multiply your crowds because when you figure out who I am, you know that you can't keep it for yourself. And so if you'll just shift your focus to me, I promise you what I'll take is I'll take what you did and I will multiply it down. And you're going to see things that you never saw before. And down here at the end, they're going to feel the miracles of me because of one person and what they said. And today, you're going to learn how to shift your focus so that you can experience this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's happening today, church, and you got to be expecting. we got to step into what God wants us to because if you are worried about your job and that's all you think about, you know what? I can already tell. I need somebody to grab me a water because it's going to be one of those days. I'm going to sweat here and here more than I can drink here. Um, here here's the thing. Uh, stepping into, okay, stepping into, you have to get into a, a position where you are expectant because expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. And if you are not expecting anything, if all you care about is what's happening at your job or all you care about is the drama that's going on your, in your house and you're not really worried about hitting your knees and believing for breakthrough at your job or believing for breakthrough in your home or believing for breakthrough in your marriage or believing for breakthrough in the disease or the problem that has, has penetrated your life, come on, all day. Service, three, five, multiplying in Jesus' name. Woo! Cheers. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. And you will, if you will expect big today... I promise you, okay, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even throwing it out there. I promise you, you will receive today. You have to expect, and I mean expect big. This last week, me and Brittany just sewed a, a $1,000 into a ministry, okay? For some of you, you're like $1,000, that's like 20 bucks. For us, that's a lot of money, okay? I, I looked at Brittany. Here's the, here's the funny part. We're in the car. I said, Brittany, I feel like we need to sow a seed. She said, babe, I feel the same thing. I said, babe, I felt it for a week. She said, babe, I felt the same thing. I said, on three, we're going to say what we feel like we're supposed to sow, just to see how cool God is. I said, one, two, three, a thousand. She was like, a thousand. I was like, are you kidding me, God? Is this some kind of sick joke? And the whole time I didn't think Brittany loved Jesus. I mean, that was an answer to prayer right there. Tune your ear and guess what happened? We sowed that seed at 8.30 p.m., okay? What happened at 12 o'clock the next day? A lady walked up to me and she said, I feel like I need to sow a seed. Sow a seed into what? So your future, something's happening and I need to sow a seed. 
open up the check. 20 bucks. Lord, I gave a thousand. Oh, it's 200. Wait a sec. Brittany, I'm not very good at math. What does that say? That's $2,000. Wait, wait, you mean, you mean within 24 hours, I received double of my fruit that I planted? Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that in my obedience, you said if you're obedient, I will pour out. And you got to have a cheerful heart. You can't be given $1,000 being like, man, I really could have used that $1,000. There's a new Gucci purse that I really wanted to own. No, you got to give it and say, God, I expect. What are you expecting? If you're not expecting anything, you're wasting a seat. Oh, man, I just hurt someone. But it's okay because guess what? God is the salve that comes in. And guess what? He is expecting for you to do something today. He wants you to get out of your comfort zone. There's some people in here that have been holding tight on your finances. And he's like, guess what? Release it in Jesus' name. And I promise you I will bring it back. I won't even bring it back tenfold. I'm going to bring it back 20 and 30 and 40 and 50-fold. Just be obedient in Jesus' name. I don't want to see your hands. But if you're not fasting with us, if, if, if you are not a part of this 21-day fast, can I encourage you to get on board? You have no clue of what you're missing out on. You don't get it until you start it. I have seen things in these last few weeks that I have not seen yet. I am expecting things that I never expected before. God has told me this is one of my prayers in the fast, and God has given me confirmation after confirmation that this church will be a church that houses miracles and the presence of God, and he's going to bring people from the east and the west and the north and the south. I don't care. Literally, next week, if we walk in here and we're at 500 people overnight, it won't surprise me. Why? Because I know that God's in this. I don't have to send out a Facebook page. I don't have to send out an Instagram invite to say, oh, would you please come to my church? I don't got to do it. Why? Because God's working. He's going to start inspiring hearts to say, hey, I need to look up new churches in the area. And when they look up new churches in the area, the power place is going to pop up, and they're going to see the power of God written all over it. And they're going to have to come here to see something that they've never seen before, to hear something they've never heard before, to experience something in their spirit that they've never experienced before. You better be ready. You better be ready. You better be ready because God's doing it in this house and he's asking us to be in the expectant seat. And as we're sitting in the expectant seat, we got to put on, I just slapped my butt. That was really weird. (laughs) You got to put your seatbelt on because God is going to do something in you. He's going to do something in your home. He's going to do something in your marriage. Your finances are going to blow up because you're being obedient. I promise you that. And I want to say today that if you will be obedient, And you will follow, you know what, in the word of God it actually says, if you'll follow my commands and live according to my word, what you ask for will come to pass. You want to have faith to move a mountain, but you don't want to pray? It's not going to come true. You want to follow my word? You want to be obedient to my commands? You want to live according to the way that you're supposed to live? I promise you from cover to cover, this thing is true. And if you will follow it and obey it, I promise you what you see on the other side, is going to be blessing in Jesus' name. 
I believe it. I believe it for your home. I believe it for your family. I believe it for you that own a business. You're going to see it. But you can't run your business one way and serve God another way. You can't run your family and your home one way and come to church and serve God on a Sunday. You've got to start shifting your focus during the week. You see, if you'll shift your focus during the week to make this the most important thing, oh, man, I was talking to a SB this morning. We were talking about um, how tired we are, okay? Anybody else tired? You get home from work, you just want to sit and veg, right? You're tired. Let's be honest, you bunch of liars. Who gets tired, okay? We get tired. Um, uh, uh, the pastor, he owns, he owns, uh, he, he owns, he, he is the pastor of one of the biggest, he's the biggest church in the world. And he spoke against this last week at his services, the spirit of slumber. He said, you get to read in your Bible and the next thing you know, it's 6 a.m. Cause you've slept through the night. You fell asleep while you were reading the Bible. I speak against the spirit of slumber. You know how many times I'm like, oh man, I'm just exhausted. I'm trying to receive, Lord, but I'm so tired. And God says, wake your spirit up. Wake it up. Because guess what? Guess what's on the other side of waking your spirit up? A blessing, a miracle, something that is going to break through in Jesus' name. If you will give me everything, Isaiah, I promise you I will return it tenfold. Oh, boy. Okay, let's read the Bible. Because the Bible's good. I've entitled today, Shift Your Focus. Shift your focus. You want to shift your mind, your body, your spirit, and you want to shift your focus. So the focus is pain and hurt from the past into freedom and accomplishment of the future. Okay, we're shifting our focus. We are not worried about what has been, um, but we are worried about what is to come. Okay, and the, the cool part is, in the human form, we always worry. We worry. See, I just said we, we worry about what's to come. No, you don't have to worry about what's to come because God is in charge of what is to come. If you'll give it to God, then you don't have to worry about what is to come. You don't have to worry about the job you have because God's going to just start offering you jobs left and right. Oh, I hate my job. I don't like working here. Just be faithful to where you are. God will bring you a promotion. He'll bring you another person that walks in and says, hey, I see how diligent you've been here. I just want you to know that I run my own business and I need you. Now, where did that come from? Oh, wait, it was my obedience back here three years ago when I shifted my life and I said, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient to the call, and that is to be like you. And to be like you is to be diligent in everything I do. I'm going to be obedient, and in my obedience, I'm going to see something new. You got to shift your eyes. You got to shift your eyes. What, what are your eyes worried about right now? What are they looking at? If you're all you're filling your mind with is social media and, and all the things that everybody else has and that you don't have, guess what's going to happen? You're going to become depressed and you're not even going to know it. Why? Because you want everything you don't have. If I had everything I wanted, I'd be jacked out of my mind not having to do anything. That ain't true. And we're on a 21 day fast and I'm shedding quickly. Let me tell you. When I did a 21-day fast for our house, okay, I fasted for the house I live in. And a lot of you have seen the video. We put it on Facebook and Instagram. But me and Brittany fasted for our house. We did a 21-day fast. I went into it saying, God, I really don't want to lose weight. Lord, you know I can't afford it. I lost 20 pounds. I never gained it back. Okay, you got to take care of the house. It's right. Okay, so here's the deal. Isaiah, if you'll be obedient. Isaiah, just be obedient. Isaiah, you're living with your in-laws. Be obedient. 
Okay, all right. God, I hear your voice loud and clear. Nothing against my in-laws. They're phenomenal. They are perfect in every single way. Love them to death. And let me tell you this, and I, I, I set this up for this. I would not be where I am today or be able to go places or do without them. They were a part of my miracle. Okay? Now hear me. Not saying that I couldn't live with my parents, but I mean, you met my mom. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love my mom. That's full jokes. Full jokes. I'm totally kidding. No, you took that the wrong way. But no, we wouldn't have killed each other. We would have hugged every morning, Mom. I want to I thank you for being obedient and letting me and Brittany and Roman and London, because we didn't have Sloan yet, move in and take that step. I didn't want to live with you. That stripped all my manhood. I wanted to supply for my home. But in being obedient and living in your house for 14 months, you supplied dinners, lunches. You took care of my family in a way that blew my mind. There's the wet things. And I, w I just want to say thank you because you were part of my miracle. And why I am where I am today is because of the 14 months that you invested in my family. And you were part of the miracle that God set up and said, just I, be obedient, Zay. Be obedient. Be obedient. And in your obedience, I got blessed. So thank you. Okay. So whatever. I, I just I want you to know that that 14 months was, was the months that I was able to save because they didn't charge me a penny to live with them. And they fed me meals. I didn't have to pay for anything. I banked every check that I got. And I said, Brittany, we're going to be diligent in the, in the banking so that what's on the other side we can do. Now, through that 21-day fast, I had already sowed a seed, okay, uh, two years prior. I had already sowed a seed. And God told me, Isaiah, I want you to sow a seed of the amount you want your house to be. And I already know the house that you're going to get, so this is the amount I want you to sow. I was like, God, ain't no way I'm going to own that house. You're, you're crazy. He said, Isaiah, be faithful, be obedient, and sow the seed. I sowed the seed, and what did I get? I got the seed in a house form. Let me tell you, if you're obedient and you step into, God will bring you what's on the other side of your obedience. Okay? Okay? Let's, uh, I want to read this. Philippians 3.15. Uh, through 21. Now, I'm, I'm going to read out of the message, but then I'm also going to flip over and read out of the NIV because I want you to hear both sides, okay? This is the message. He says, so let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, Let's stay on it, okay? Now that we're talking, okay, we're here. You all showed up for my family meeting. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now that you all know where we're headed, let's stay on the right track. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. If any of you have friends that sound like that, you need to run. If your friends are pulling you in a direction that makes your spirit man say, that's uncomfortable, you should not be there. You know how many times growing up we traveled full time on the road? I would go to youth parties at a youth pastor's house and they would turn on rated R films. You know how many times I had to walk out with my brother and I said, 
Well, guess we have to leave this one too. We'd go to the youth pastor. We were on a mission trip to Mexico. We stayed over at a youth pastor's house on our way. He turned on a rated R film for the entire team. We looked at him. We said, hey, sir, we don't watch that kind of stuff. It fills this, which goes down to this, then comes out here. We don't do that. He said, oh, sorry, we're going to watch it anyways. What did I have to do? I was stuck. I was in that house. I had a choice. I said, you know what? I could sit here and watch just to please the crowd because pleasing the crowd is really easy sometimes. Hey, you want to take a puff of this? Hey, you want to do that? You want to invest your money here? Come on, we're all doing it. Let's go. Really? You don't look at other women? I do. (laughs) We're not touching anything. How is it a sin? Separate yourself. We set up a bed in the kitchen and went to bed in the kitchen. Why? Because I believe that God has a call on my life, and I'm not willing to give it up for some stupid youth group. I don't know the youth pastor's name today. I forgot it. He doesn't mean nothing to me. Why? He's not changing his surroundings. He's blending right in. And I don't want to be somebody that blends in. I want to be somebody that stands out. I want to be somebody that when, they, when I walk into a room, somebody says, hey, there's a light on that guy that's something different. I am attracted to that person. Not by the looks, because if it was looks, we'd all be failing. But I'm attracted to his spirit. And let me tell you, my spirit, man, is stronger than it's ever been. In this fast, uh, the, the, the visual that I kept getting was that God is injecting my spirit, man, with steroids. He's becoming jacked. Yes, my body is weak, but in Jesus' name, my spirit is strong. And as my spirit, man, becomes stronger, I don't really care about the weakness of my body because I'm strong in spirit. And my spirit can outdo my weakness of my body any day. And Jesus can grab me. He says, hey, speak life into dead bones. And when you speak life into those dead bones, life will happen in Jesus' name. And those mountains will be moved in my name. Some of you need to hear just that. You just needed to hear that. You just needed to hear that. You've been walking through a season of weakness. God says, hey, give me everything and I promise you I'll strengthen you. I've warned you of them many times, the the friends. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. Isn't that the truth? We're all children. My children need to be reminded a million times. How many times do I say, hey, Roman, say thank you? Hey, Roman, say thank you. Why? I am teaching him to be thankful. Why am I having to remind him? Because he's a child, and children forget things. We're children. In, In God's eyes, he says, hey, come follow me. But sometimes we need to be reminded of what he's already taught us. So can today be a reminder of where we're headed, okay, Can today be a reminder of what is to come for you so that you are ready for what's around the corner? Um, uh, It says, says, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross. But easy street is a dead end street. Ooh. Those who live there make their bellies their their gods. Ooh. I just had a belch well up right there. I'm ready to read this next line. Belches are their praise. Ooh, all they can think of is their appetites. You know how many people I say, hey, you should fast. Oh, I can't do that. I'm hungry. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) It is. Because here's the thing. If you would be committed, your appetite won't matter because the results are more important. Yeah, give it up, man. Don't let three people clap. You all got to clap. 
Your spirit man is hungry. Feed him. Your spirit man, for some of you, your spirit man is anorexic right now. You've been starving the daylights out of your spirit man. You're like, God, I need you. Lord, you know my finances are hurting. And then you're out of the casino on Saturday night and you're spending everything. God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Lord, Lord, well, what is this? Why, 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 why can't I have it? God says, hey, you're not being faithful with the little. Why would I give you big? But there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around him in Jesus' name. You've got it coming to you. You get yourself positioned. You've got it coming to you. You get yourself in the ready position. You've got it coming to you. You get yourself following the word of God. You've got it coming to you. NIV, let's just go here for a second. Verse 15, all of us then who are mature. Mature. I'm not a mature man. I know this. Something that I've embraced on the outside. My spirit, man, it's like a 97-year-old wisdom-filled fool. You know, me and Brittany, when we got married 10 years ago almost, I, I struggled with the wisdom side of things. I'm just gonna, we're just going to be honest. I'm just going to have a little transparency moment. I, I lacked wisdom. I, I kind of foolish in some areas. I went out and bought a whole bunch of fun stuff. Spent all my money. It was cool, though. I mean, I had a lot of fun things. You know what's funny? I learned so much walking through those, those moments. And I stand here before you 10 years later... God has done something. He's done something. He's, he's taken my, my spirit. And you know, uh, he, he, he is the potter, we are the clay. You know that old song? I, I don't even know really the tune. Oh, we are the potter, he is the... I don't know how it goes. But there, there's an old song talking about the, uh, he's the potter, we're the clay, right? Now, now here's, here's the cool part about God. See, that was, that was one, one thing in my life that wasn't, uh, you know, I would just, I lacked wisdom in a few areas, Okay. And God just took me and he started to mold me. Push it out. You know, you know, it's actually really hard to push clay and mold clay at first. You got to really like work it in. They slap it. You know, God was just slapping me. And they mold it in and they, they start to shape it. And he said, Isaiah, as you shift your focus, I'll be able to work and to mold and shift you in the way that you're supposed to go. And I promise you, Zay, you don't have to change who you are on the outside. I just need you to change who you are on the inside. Because, because you know, I don't like being serious that often. I really don't. I like being, you know, fun. It's fun. I like fun is fun. And I, I like that. And, and God's like, you don't have to change all that. Just how's my presence? Just how's my spirit? 
So then I started working on my spirit, man. I started, you know, digging into this more than I ever had. I started to, to cultivate a culture in myself so that my spirit man had somewhere to lay his head. Oh, man, this is, I'm, we're going somewhere. Get ready. You see, what I didn't want was I didn't want my spirit man to become tired, become weary. So I needed my spirit man to rest up, but I didn't want my spirit man to have to leave me to be able to rest. You ever stay at a really crappy hotel or motel? And you lay down in the bed and you're like, oh my word, really? Like I should have built a cardboard box outside. It would have been better. You ever been there? And you wake up the next morning, you feel less rested than you did while, like the day before and you were exhausted by the time you crawled in, but now you're like, oh my word, I just wasted money. You ever been there? That's what I don't want my spirit man to feel when he lays down on my bed. I want him to know that I have worked hard at presenting you with comfort in my body so that when, when you're there and you're comfortable inside of me, you can push me to do things I've never done before. You can go ahead and, and get my attention. I want him to be able to get my attention. The other day I was a giant. It was, the, it was the, and I don't normally share these stories, but I just felt like I needed to. So maybe somebody in this room needs to hear these. I hate sharing about what we've given. I don't, I don't ever do that. I actually had to go to Brittany right before I got up here. I'm like, babe, can I just be honest? She's like, yeah, do it. Okay, just so you know, like this isn't me. I hate doing this, but I feel like somebody's in this room that you need to hear obedience so that you can know how to, how to walk, how to do things, okay? Is that okay? Are we all right with that? Please understand I'm not shouting this from the mountaintops how much I give. I don't make a lot. I, I love to give because these are my parents and they've instilled that inside of me, okay? This is one of the biggest givers couples you'll ever meet. Literally, I know how to give because of them, okay? Amen. But I, I, I walked in a giant. I had called Brittany. It was my lunch break at work. And I said, babe, let me go over on my lunch break. I'll grab some groceries. Okay, no problem. I pull into the grocery store. I park my car. And across from me, adjacent, is this Toyota Corolla, silver, no tint, facing me. I noticed this, okay? It is a wife in the, the, the driver's seat, a, a male, I don't know, maybe husband, in the passenger seat, two rear-facing kids. So since they're rear-facing, I know they're young. When I pulled in, they caught my attention. Now, I didn't know why. I just thought, hmm. Okay, that was weird. Got out of my car, walked into Giant. I walked past her window. She was on the phone. I looked in the back seat. I wasn't creeping. just wanted to see. There was two children, rear-facing. Okay, cool. Walked into Giant, did my grocery shopping. Came out with my bags. And I walk and I look up and they're still there in the same spot. I have been in Giant for a while. You are wasting gas having your car on out here. What are you doing? You know, I'm, these are all thoughts that just go through my head. So I get back in my driver's seat and the moment I sit down, God says, you got to give them a hundred bucks. I'm like, a hundred bucks? To those people, I don't even know them. They've been wasting their gas. Jesus, you insane. So I sat there. I just kept looking up. I'm like, really, God? Okay, all right, God, I don't have 100 bucks. Ha! <laughs> I don't have it. I mean, I don't ever carry cash. I'm not a cash man. We swipe the card, okay? So I don't, I don't have cash. Where, where's, where's cash? Oh, man, he just has a way. He was like, Zay, you just made 100 bucks. Remember that? Uh, remember, remember everybody gave you money for Christmas and you made 100 bucks? He's like, yeah. <laughs> but you know that I already had that predestined of where it was supposed to end up. Lord, that money's spent. I mean, come on. I spent that money the moment I opened that envelope, Lord. You know that. 
Lord, you said plant and you'll bring the fruit. That was my fruit. He said, Zay, just be obedient, be obedient, stop, just be obedient. I sat there for like 15 minutes. At this point, we kept catching eyes. I was just the creeper across the way. And I'm in there talking to God, so now I look like a wacko because I'm like, Lord, you're going to do it. Jesus, you're going to do it. And then I look up, I'm like, oh, crap, Lord, they're seeing me. I reached in my wallet. I pulled out $100. I walked over, and I tapped on the, the man's side, and he rolled down his window, and I said, hey, I don't know who you are. I don't know your story. All I know is I was sitting in my car, and God prompted on my heart that I was supposed to give you $100. I'm just being obedient. Handed her the money. She was on the phone. She goes, hold on. You said what? I said, listen, honestly, God, God just put it on my heart. I was supposed to give it to you. And so, Merry Christmas. Gave her the money. She, as, I'm, as I'm turning around to walk away, she goes, God told you? I was like, yes, ma'am. Have a great day. She was like, okay. I went back to my car. I sat down, and Jesus said, in your obedience, I will change the hearts of many. But if you are not obedient, you are going to lack some things because you are withholding me from blessing my children. Uh, everyone standing, please, please. Shift your focus, shift your focus, shift your focus. Can I tell you what, what God told me on Tuesday? I was, I wasn't planned to speak, okay? On Tuesday in staff meeting, I got the forewarning that Zay, you'll be speaking on Sunday. Now, I wouldn't normally tell you that, but I just felt like you needed to know that to see where we're at today, okay? So I said, God, I don't know what you're doing, but you know my week. I had already planned to go away on Thursday and Friday to attend a, a conference. I'm like, Lord, you're leaving me Tuesday evening and Wednesday to prep? Really? I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. My mom called me. She's like, you're ready, aren't you? I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, I knew it. She always says that. It's almost like she's connected to him. You see... God knows every spot, every position, every pebble, every creek and river. He knows every tree. He knows every household. He knows every problem. He knows every success. He knows every person inside and out. He knows how many toe hairs you have. That's a talent. Tuesday, God said, Isaiah, I want you to do a Sunday night service at 6 p.m. I was like, for what? He's like, I, I, want, I want breakthrough. I said, okay, and what does that breakthrough look like? 
He's like, well, you see, I want people to come in having something hold them back, and I want them to leave with breakthrough. I said, okay. Lord, I listen. I hear you, but I'm going to go ahead and mull this over for a few days. Give me some time to pray. I don't know what I'm going to pray about, but I just need some time. So I thought about it. Thursday came around. I went over to my mom and dad's house to drop off my children. I said, Dad, I need to tell you something that happened to me on Tuesday. God told me that we're supposed to have a Sunday night, 6 p.m. breakthrough service. At that, my mom started crying. Did you expect anything else? She proceeded to say, this is exactly what God told me. I was just waiting for you to be obedient. <laughs> so at that point, you know, I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is crazy. You're, you're breaking the hearts of the staff for where this house, not church, where this house is headed. Because when you come into a healthy house, you feel something different. When you walk through and I've gone ahead and put in the plugins with the cinnamon apple smells, ooh, they're so good. And I got the fire crackling so you can smell the firewood and I have welcomed you into my home. I went ahead and cleaned the toilet bowl so that it's fresh for whatever you have to do. I got ready for my guests to come over and be in expectant mode. I talked to SB uh, this last week, and I was like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do a, a Sunday night service. She goes, yeah, and, and yesterday I came to her, and I said, hey, the, the house looks amazing. She goes, well, I had to get the house ready for what God was going to do in it. That wasn't good enough. You should be clapping harder. You're not expecting enough. We had to clean house yesterday so we could get the cobwebs out from what, for what God wanted to do today. Because with cobwebs, man, I, this ain't no attic. This ain't stuff that we don't care about. We're not just stacking boxes in the corner saying, oh, God, do with what you can. No, we're saying, God, we're expecting. And you know what, Lord? We've also brought our best. You guys know I don't dress like this. Why would I dress like this? This is awful. I am so uncomfortable right now. I am sweating. These things are hugging me in all the wrong places. You know what God told me? Isaiah, dress for what you expect. I was like, what do I expect, Lord? Because I ain't expecting to get a wedgie. God said, dress for what you expect. I told Brittany, we were down in Pittsburgh. I looked at her and I said, hey, we got to go to H&M. I got to buy some dress clothes because I ain't got none. I had to go buy so that I could be in expectant mode of what God wanted. I had to dress for where I was headed. Oh, man, somebody needs to hear this today. You are not ready because you're not even worrying about the way that you look. And this isn't about outer appearance. Please do not take this for that. This is about being expectant of where we are going as a church body, as a house. This is going somewhere. And I see the time. It's 1057, but I'm not even worried about it because guess what? We're coming back together tonight at 6 p.m. Whatever you have on your calendar, you will delete in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. You all are joking. I know where every one of you live. I got Shelby next. Okay, I got I to gotta finish here. Isaiah 35, I've been speaking it over the Dream Teamers for the last few weeks. God set this in my spirit, and this is where we're headed. Are you ready? Are you ready? 
You're not ready yet. I've been talking for 35 minutes. You're not ready yet. Are you ready? Isaiah 35. Here we go. Uh, let me just preface it with this. Uh, what I've been speaking to my dream teamers that God has spoken to my heart. Uh, when the walls of Jericho came down, how did they come down? From the shouts. Okay? From the shouts. Why would God put shouts before the miracle? I believe with all my heart that when you shout, it gets your spirit excited. And when your spirit gets excited, things happen that you didn't think could happen. Okay? So we're breaking walls down. Your shout is the entrance to a wall falling down. So if you hear something that's good, you better respond because your response could break the wall down for the person sitting to your right or to your left. Let's respond. Let's be a responsive church. A quiet church is a dead church, and I don't want to be a part of a dead church. I want to be a part of an alive church in Jesus' name. Woo! Chapter 35, verse 1, it says, The desert and the parched land will be glad. Go ahead and rejoice in Jesus' name. Whatever you walk through, whatever desert plain you've walked through, the victory is here. And not only is the victory here, but you will be glad in Jesus' name. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're here as a single parent and that other one has left and you're here having to watch over. I don't know if you've been struggling with financial issues. I don't know if you've been struggling with addiction. I don't know where your desert is, but wherever your desert lies, I can promise you that Jesus is bringing gladness into the desert areas. He goes on and he says, the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. That doesn't happen. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. And I love this because uh, I talked about the crocus. Uh, we're just reading through and I was like, I don't know what a crocus is. And one of my dream teamers, Jeff Smack, he came up to me after serving. He says, Isaiah, you really don't know what a crocus is? And I said, no, Jeff, I don't know what a crocus is. Do I look like a crocus lover? <laughs> he said, Isaiah, it's, it's really cool. I'll send you a link. So he sent me a link. And you know what a crocus does? It's the first flower to break through the snow, to blossom. It breaks through a sheet of ice. It's a powerful blossom, okay? As it's, as it's blossoming, it's strong. Its strength is insane. It powers through the snow, the ice, everything that should compact it down and kill it, it doesn't. And guess what? When it comes out on the other side, it is colorful. A crocus is insane in color. And God said, hey, that's what I'm doing here. There's been a sheet of ice. Guess what? I'm breaking the ice. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. This is your job, okay? He's telling you what he's going to do, but if you don't do this, you're not going to see the fruit. you got to strengthen the feeble hands. you got to steady the knees to give way. Say to those who are with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. In Jesus' name, your God will come. He will come with a vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. They will, they will, they, then, then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. We're believing for miracles in this house in Jesus' name. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. You're telling me that George is 10 months ahead because of what? Because of the Holy Spirit and God's working power in him. You're 10 months ahead of the schedule. That's incredible. Mm. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs in the haunts where jackals once lay. Grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. In Jesus' name. 
It's not supposed to happen, but with this, with him, it will happen in Jesus' name. If you're obedient to this and you listen to him, we are going to have growth like we've never seen before. We're going to multiply in Jesus' name. I had some people coming to me this morning saying, Zay, we got so much new people. And I'm like, are you really surprised? Did you not hear me? They're going to come from the east and the west and the north and the south. You're not going to have to invite them. They're just going to come. Jesus is doing a new work in this house. Okay, let's go. I'm ruining my Bible. Oh, I love this. I love this. And a highway will be there. And it will be called the way of holiness. Oh, I want to be on the highway so bad. I'm guessing just off the top of my head, the speed limit's around 150. Because that is the God highway that I know. Every time I'm in the car, I say, Jesus, I just want to be obedient. He says, okay, don't pay attention to the speed limit signs. Go whatever you want, son of God. I say, amen. I believe it in Jesus' name. I prayed a prayer. I don't know if you're allowed to do this. It's kind of like praying uh, on the golf course. It doesn't really happen or it doesn't really matter. God doesn't hear it. I was in the car on my way to Pittsburgh, and I, I, I prayed. I said, God, make me, a sha- make me a, a invisible to the cops. <laughs> Can you pray that way? That's not a good prayer, right? Oh, I prayed it, and guess what? There were so many cops on the way, and not one of them got me. I'm getting pulled over today. I already know it. I'm going to be coming back to the 6 p.m. with a $500 ticket. I can feel it. Ooh, ooh, the way of holiness. Uh, Okay, so check it out. The unclean will not journey on it. This is a warning. Heed the warning. It's 11.04. I don't apologize. If you need to go, please, please, just go out backwards. We'll all think you're coming in. (laughs) The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. Are you redeemed? Redeemed in Jesus' name. And the ransom of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Woo! Uh, Brandon, do you have those pictures? This is how I'm supposed to end. I was supposed to start with it. I have not followed my notes at all. <laughs> my dad called me midweek, and he was, uh, I had four pages of notes. And I was like, Dad, I got I to, gotta, like, get these down, like, four pages. It's going to take me, like, till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, he's, okay, all right. This morning he walked in. He said, hey, uh, how did your condensing go? I had eight pages. <laughs> God said he's going to multiply, and he's multiplying in Jesus' name. <laughs> And I deleted a whole page last night, so you better be thankful. But I believe that God doesn't care about this. Honestly, like, I've just read a few verses and gone off what my heart has felt today. And I'm telling you, Jesus is doing it. But I need to end with this because you need to see this. Uh, When I first married Brittany, uh, we started to uh, get interested in having children. And you all know the process. It's a great process. Ooh, Jesus is here. And we found out that Brittany was diagnosed with PCOS. 
polycystic ovarian syndrome. It is a syndrome that you cannot get pregnant. Now, if you all know my wife and you know me, uh, we wanted children. I wanted my quiver to be full. I have three. It is full, let me tell you. We have cut that tie. I believe uh, children are a blessing of the Lord. But here's what God says in his word. He will give you the desires of your heart. Uh Uh-oh, wait, hold on. There's a little before that. If you follow my word, you will receive the desires of your heart. This is where a lot of us get lost because we don't want to follow this. We just want the, the reward. God says, hey, if you'll follow my word, I will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, throw up the first picture. This is baby number one. Okay? This is London Tara Hollis. This is miracle number one. This is a promise to a child that believed that God could do anything that I asked for. God, you know the desires of your heart, of my heart. You know it, Lord. You know the desires that me and Brittany have come together. Lord, we're, we, we did it right. We waited until marriage. And if any of you are in this room and you have failed in that, God wants to restore that in you in Jesus' name. He doesn't want to li- you to live in regret because what has happened in the past, you put a period on that and you move forward. I loved it when my parents taught as we were growing up. They said they would speak to youth camps and, and all these young people that have broken that, broken that tie. They broke that promise to God and they've given their virginity away already. And my dad and mom would speak virginity back in Jesus' name. You can be restored in Jesus' name. He can restore your life, what the canker worm has eaten, what the world has taken away from you. Jesus can restore it in Jesus' name. But I I, I believed. I believed that we could do it. I was just, I was just crazy enough to believe that what I asked of God, he could answer. We had two miscarriages in between London and Roman. Two. It was hard. God, you already knew the struggle we went to into having London. And now we got to, we're doing this, we're battling what? Came together, God, I know you're going to have a testimony in this, Lord. I don't know what it is. It's painful. If any of you have ever been there, whether you lost a child, maybe you're in it. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I can tell you something. If you will hold on to the garment of the Heavenly Father, he will walk you through that pain. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, that baby is in a better place today in Jesus' name, and he can use your story. You know how many times my wife has been used to pour into a mom to say, hey, listen, sister, it's okay. You go ahead and you grieve because grieving is okay. But, man, you're going to get up on your feet and you're going to walk. And Jesus is going to bring you the desires of your heart as long as you follow the promises in his word, as long as you follow the commandments in his word. I promise you're going to see fruit on the other side. Oh, man. Is Brittany in here? Is Brittany, Brittany, where are you at? You got a baby? That's okay. Come here. I, I, it's 11:10. I can't believe you're all still here. It's like you're blowing my mind. Get ready. Get, you're in the expectant seat. I, you know what? I didn't even question you were gonna still be here. My Russian baby's being handed off. Real quick, I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You got to speak life into wombs. 
She's just going to pray real quick. I need everybody, uh, hands, hands raised around this place. Brittany's going to speak life into, into the wombs that have been struggling for birth. Okay? You've been in position. I'm telling you, God's going to do new things. 2018 is a new year. We're crossing over new borders. Okay? I thought that was you. I thought you were leaving. I was like, she's running from the call of God. You ready? Who are we waiting for? Oh, hey, we're waiting. That's okay. We're speaking. You can put your hands down for a second. That's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep going here. Let uh, show baby number two. Baby number two, this is Roman. Okay, Roman's in here. I got London. Are you kidding me right now? Not only did I have a miracle baby, she's the cutest baby on face planet. On the face of the planet. So I got Roman in the belly, London here. Okay, this is a miracle Miracle number two, God said, hey, listen, Isaiah, I know the desires of your heart were to have multiple. I don't just give you a little bit of the blessing. I'm not just going to give you $1,000 back. I'm going to go ahead and multiply it. I'm going to give you $2,000 back for being obedient. You don't believe me. You don't, you're, not, you're not feeling it. I get it. It's okay. You, ha you haven't experienced the miracle yet. Your yours is coming. It's coming. Okay, oh, wait, hold on. This is even better. My third baby, number three, right here. Boom. Look at that mama. Hey, son, be obedient, and I'll bring forth blessing. Be obedient, and I will bring forth blessing. Mm, how many of you want to be obedient today? Ooh. Hey, man, give it up for Jesus. Okay, are we good? Are we good? Okay. Go ahead, hands raised around this place. Listen, if this if this weirds you out, if, if you know this whole process weirds you out, can I just let you know this is exactly how heaven's going to be? I'm not even ashamed to let you know that we're going to be praying 24-7 in heaven. This is going to be amazing. But can I tell you that the heaven party is going to be 10 times cooler than the hell party, okay? Cooler in both senses of the word, okay? If you want to melt all your flesh off your skin, I dare you to go home and jump into a fire. It burns, okay? Let me just help you out with where you're at. I want you to know that God has a calling on your life and that where you're headed is better than anything you've ever been in, okay? And God wants to do something in you, and he wants you to know that the party that's awaiting you is so worth it. Sustain from going into the world. Sustain from getting into this, into that. I promise you that the reward and the blessing is so huge. Come on, we're going to speak life into wounds in Jesus' name. If that's you today and you have been trying to get pregnant or you have struggled with miscarriage, just lift your hands to Jesus. Put a hand on your belly. Put a hand up to Jesus. God, I thank you for every single woman here, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your life. God, your will is that we are made whole. Your will is for life to come forth, Lord Jesus. And so I pray right now, Lord God, for every woman in this place who has longed for a child, who has longed for a baby, Lord Jesus, I speak life into their womb in the name of Jesus. God, you died on a cross. You suffered on a cross for us, Lord Jesus, that we may have life. And I speak, Lord God, right now that every woman that hears the sound of my voice 
would um, have life into her womb. I speak life into wombs today, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for the testimonies of the women at the power place, that they will just be coming out of our church, Lord God, with testimony after testimony after testimony of the goodness of you, God, because you are good and you are faithful, Lord Jesus. I pray you show your faithfulness, Lord God, and that this time next year, Lord God, that these women would be walking into these, this church with their baby, Lord God with their little baby, Lord Jesus, and to stand before you and say, it is only because of you, Lord. It is only because of you, God, that they have this miracle. Thank you for the miracles that are gonna take place in this house. Thank you that we house miracles in this house, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're gonna do. I pray against every scheme of the enemy. I pray that everything he has set up to, um, to come against, to speak defeat. I pray you send your angels and you put roadblocks right now, Lord God, to block every scheme of the enemy, Lord Jesus, that it be shut down right now, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus, for every child that is gonna be represented in this church, Lord God. I thank you. I speak against the spirit of miscarriage in this house. It is broken in your name, Lord Jesus. There will be not death in this house. There will be only life, Lord God, the life that you give, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that you are multiplying this house, Lord Jesus. Thank you in advance. You say to ask for it, claim it, and then thank you for it. So we thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for the little lives that are gonna come into this place, Lord God. Thank you for the miracle. Thank you for the healing of the brokenness. And thank you for these babies, Lord Jesus. We love you, we trust you, God, and we thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the victory, Jesus. Uh, if you, if, if uh, we're going to, we're going to continue on here. Um, I don't know what we need to do with the kids church, but if somebody can figure out what that looks like, okay, if, if we need to get them in here. Okay, cool. I just, I want to make sure everybody's good. Listen, it is 1116. We're going to have, if you are leaving, we're going to be here at 6 p.m., okay, 6 p.m. tonight, and we are going to, oh, we're going to have breakthrough. Okay, we're going to have breakthrough. And listen, let me tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and start over here because I need everyone to hear my voice. You need to be here. You, you need to be here. You, you need to be here. I promise you there's breakthrough waiting for you. You need to be here at 6 p.m. If you are believing for a miracle, if you are believing for something to happen in your name, in, in Jesus' name, tonight is your night. We are, we are believing for breakthrough in Jesus' name, and it's going to happen tonight at 6 p.m. We're walking into a new season. 2018 will be a year that we have never experienced before. We're going to see things that we've never seen before. We're going to hear things we've never heard before, and we're going to be obedient, okay? We're being obedient to step into everything that God has for us, and tonight we're going to get together, and we're going to bring heaven to earth. Okay, I, I want to I continue on here. Let me just give some instruction, okay? As God instructs me, I will instruct you. Um, but God is just, he's laying on my heart. Right now, there's some of you that have been in this place. You're, you're here, you've heard every word today. Um, but in the Bible, in Deuteronomy 11, 8 through 15, it says, Observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today. 
okay? We all know the commands in there. If you don't, you need to look them up so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land, not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. Where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot, as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from the heavens. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. So if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied in Jesus' name. You are going to be satisfied in Jesus' name. But let me just help you to understand something. You will not receive any of that if you are held back by sin. So here's what I want to do. If any of you, if any of you have been struggling with a sin, I want us to give it to God so that we are in the receiving position to receive a miracle. Come on, can you just close your eyes around this place? If that's you, I just want you to lift your hands. Say, Jesus, you know. Lord, you know where I've been, but Lord, you know where I want to go. God, I give you everything. I give you everything. Lord, I give you all of me. God, you know what I've been struggling with. You know what I've been battling with. Lord, but I want to cross over into the promised land. Lord, the land that's flowing with milk and honey, I don't want to be held back. Lord, I don't want to be planting things with my foot, having to drag a, 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 a rut in the ground to be able to plant my seed. Lord, I want to live in the prosperous land. Jesus, I pray these sins in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would come, you would wash over them. Wash them clean. In Jesus' name. And doing so, you wash them white as snow. And now, from underneath the ice, is going to spring forth. Oh, crocus is coming up in Jesus' name. We're sprouting new growth. We're sprouting bright colors because God is in this. And in Jesus' name, you will be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Is there anybody in this house today you need to give your heart to God? God says, if you'll give your heart to me, I will give you the cattle on a thousand hills. Come on, give your heart to Jesus. If that's you today, you say, Isaiah, I need to be obedient. I need to be obedient. I need to, to follow the Heavenly Father. I've been sitting here. I've been convicted of things that I have done in the past, and Jesus is just reminding me as you're speaking how much He loves me. He's not willing to leave me where I'm at, but He wants to do things in my life that I've never seen before. If that's you and you say, Isaiah, I need to get my heart to God today, come on, throw your hand up. I'm not going to have anybody close their eyes because I want them to see you. Yeah, there we go. We got some. Let's go. Anybody else? Beautiful. I love it. Jesus is doing a work in this house today. That's awesome. That is awesome. God's doing something today. Let's go. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Everyone repeat after me, and we're just going to say a little prayer that basically is your introduction into God.
and all that he has for you. There's nothing magical about the prayer. We're just being obedient. Jesus says, if you believe in your heart, and we're going to speak it with our mouth, I'm your Lord and your Savior. Come on, let's lift our hands across this place. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I love you today. Thank you for not leaving me where I was. Thank you for taking me where you want me to go. Wash me clean in Jesus' name. My past is forgotten and my future is bright. And today in Jesus' name, I am a new creation.